welcome to the School Psych Podcast, where we are learning brains and growing hearts. I'm your host, Ivana Luki. This podcast is meant to be a resource for caregivers and school staff, or really just anyone interested in the psychology of learning. Before we jump into this week's episode, just a small caveat. Although I work for a local school division, this podcast is a personal project, and it's unaffiliated with said school division. With that being said, let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome back to the School Psych Podcast. How are you all doing? It is December 14th when I'm recording this, which means that so many of us are juggling and balancing lots of lots of different stuff right now. So we have maybe work or caregiving and parenting. Maybe you are preparing for the holidays, trying to get your head organized for all of the social gatherings coming up. Maybe you're a student and you have exams. In our household, both my partner and I work full-time, so we are balancing that with the ins and outs, the daily grind of all that needs to get done and managing a household, but also trying to remember that this is our son's um, third Christmas, and he is only two, and he's very he's increasingly more aware of what's going on around him. Now he knows who Santa is and now he can understand certain aspects of holiday traditions. And so we're trying to hit pause on some of the daily to-dos and remember that there's also moments for creating magic for this little person and getting him excited for the holidays and all of those fun teachable moments. We're also contemplating whether or not we use some of the upcoming holiday for toilet training. Do we take a crack at that? Is he ready? I don't know. We have lots of research to do and not a lot of time to do it. We're also trying to wrap our heads around baby number two coming and joining our family in March. So there's lots going on for us and it's hard to remember to just kind of pause and soak up the moment. And I'm sure you can relate. Maybe you're shopping for gifts. Uh, some of you are way ahead of the game and you bought your gifts by the end of November and you capitalized on all the Black Friday sales. Good on you. Impressive. Some of us are still shopping around and nothing wrong with that. We're still only halfway through December. I wish all of you luck with all of the plates that you might be spinning right now. Which is a perfect segue into the topic of today's podcast, which is self-care for the carer. When I say self-care, I know that you are envisioning um, adding eucalyptus to your bubble baths or a 10-minute face mask. And if that makes an appearance in your self-care repertoire, amazing. But taking care of yourself is about so much more than that. And I feel like we're in that time of year where some of us would benefit from the reminder about how important it is to keep prioritizing ourselves and keep taking care of ourselves. This is the time of year where burnout becomes a very real possibility. And burnout is no joke, you guys. It shows up differently for everyone. For some people, burnout might look a bit more like 
um, withdrawal or apathy, like kind of just uh, being done with everyone and just not being able to handle just one more thing and just not want, you just kind of stop showing up for people and things in your life that you actually enjoy normally. And for some people, burnout might look more like anger or irritability. However, burnout might show up for you. It's just worth mentioning that burnout is something that needs to be taken seriously in terms of preventing it. It's not just a short-term inconvenience like a cold putting you out for a couple of days. Chronic stress and burnout can lead to lots of long-term consequences, health problems like cardiovascular disease, depression, and weakened immune system. It can also negatively impact our personal relationships, therefore impacting our overall quality of life in the long run. So while this podcast isn't meant to be a platform for lecturing, I'm kind of lecturing on this one because I don't think we take self-care seriously enough. And why are we talking about this right now is because the holidays are a time where we tend to burn the candle at both ends. We just kind of go, go, go. Trying to get all the things done, see all the people, make all the desserts. I don't know what it is that you're doing during the holiday, but I know it's a crazy time for a lot of families and not just crazy logistically, but also very taxing on mental health, just in regards to how family events and gatherings can often, as as much as we enjoy them, families can kind of drive us crazy, right? That's our job. Would we even be a family if we weren't loving each other and laughing together while also simultaneously getting on each other's nerves. I guess what I'm getting at is that in addition to the logistics of everything that needs to get done at this time of year and everything you're planning for, you're also kind of mentally gearing up for um, all of the emotional factors that can go into some of these upcoming events. Some of these events are really hard for people because they bring up a lot of old emotions, past issues, past trauma, things that have been healed or not healed yet. And so it can be a challenging time of year for many people as well. Whether that's your reality or not, it's easy with everything that's going on to kind of take this mentality of just trying to survive the holiday season and just get everything done and do what you need to do. And it's really hard to just pause and soak up the moments and make the memories And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my family. I don't want us to just survive a holiday season and just have it be over in a blink of an eye and look back on it and think, did I take the time to really enjoy this time of year? Or am I just happy that it's over and now I need a break? The idea for this episode actually came from one of the schools that I work in. The administrator had asked if I might be interested in visiting a staff meeting and having a conversation with the team about self-care. And I agreed with her that this was 
maybe timely for this building because it is filled with a group of unbelievably dedicated and compassionate and hardworking educators. Speaking of burning the candle at both ends, I definitely got a sense that not just the educators in that building were kind of moving in that direction, working extremely hard, but that building is just a small sample size representation of basically every school. Whether you are a caregiver, a teacher, an educational assistant, an administrator, this time of year is very stressful. And I might venture a guess that the majority of the people listening to this podcast are like the adults in the school that I was talking about, in that you are working on overdrive right now, whether it be at work, in your personal life, or both. So the remainder of this episode is an opportunity for us to reflect for a few minutes and take some time for ourselves. I'm going to walk us through the exercise that I completed with the school team at the staff meeting I was telling you about. Okay, if you are driving, then you're not going to be able to do this, and that's okay. You can just kind of think out loud or think to yourself and do the exercise along with us. But the ideal scenario is that you are at home or at an office somewhere where you have a paper and pen. We used cue cards for this exercise at the school, three cue cards per person, but you could just use a piece of paper. It really doesn't matter. You're also going to need an envelope. And I'll tell you why at the end of the exercise. We're about to answer a series of three questions. That's it. Okay, on your first cue card, or just at the top of the page, whatever you're using, you're going to answer the question, who is your why? What does that mean? What am I trying to say here? Who is your reason that you need to take care of yourself? What I'm about to say, I said the same thing to the group of teachers, and I think it is directly applicable to those of you listening to this podcast. I wish that the reason for why you should take care of yourself is you. I wish you were your reason. I wish you felt like you deserve to take care of yourself and you have a right to take care of yourself and and you being the reason is good enough and that's all you need. I think that's our North Star. That's something for us all to work towards. And if you're already there, you're that level of evolved, I commend you because it's hard to get there. The people listening to this podcast are generally conditioned to be kind and caring and compassionate and conscientious, which often means they are putting others before themselves. You can be all of those things and still prioritize putting on your own oxygen mask first. It is a possibility. And to those of you listening who are there, I'm so proud of you. To the rest of the listeners, I feel like I have to get through to you um, through someone that you love. 
Because if I tell you to just take care of yourself because you deserve it, I'm maybe going to get some eye rolls and then you just stop listening. So please take the chance right now to think about who is your why? Who are you taking care of yourself for so that you can show up for them as the best version of yourself? It might be a partner. It might be a friend. It might be your parents. It might be your kids, your family. It might be your dog or your cat. And I'm cool with that. Answering this question, keeping your reason in mind is going to set the foundation for the rest of this exercise. It's essentially going to prime us to actually value and care about taking care of ourselves. Whoever you pick, just write down their name or names. That's number one of this exercise. Number two is answering the question, what fills your cup? Again, what do I mean by that? What I'm asking is what helps you reset? Do you know what I'm talking about? When you engage in some kind of flow activity or a get together with a friend or you visit the Nordic spa here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and you have a few hours there, if you're lucky and privileged enough to do so, and your mind and your body just feel kind of recalibrated after. For some people, their reset activity is just getting outside, going for a hike or a walk with a dog. For some people, it's getting together with family and that just fills their cup and brings them so much joy and is so life-giving for them. For some people, it's scheduling a date with yourself and arranging whatever's needed to make that happen, Uh, whether that's a babysitter or a grandparent, and just uh, doing what you need to do. Is it journaling? Is it painting? Is it drawing? Is it playing piano? Do you like to knit or crochet? Maybe it's just a couple hours of uninterrupted reality TV and you have a good glass of wine or a cup of tea and no one's bothering you and no one's judging you because this is what brings you joy. Good for you. For some of us, it's uh, returning to an old habit that you already know works for you, but for a million and one reasons, you just kind of fallen off of it. Um, So for me, Uh, That's a gratitude practice, which is an aspect of my journaling practice. And I swear every time I do a journal entry, the last sentence of the journal entry is, ah, I feel so much better. I need to make a mental note to make more time for this. And then four months goes by or five months and the next entry, the last sentence, exact same thing. Ah, I feel so much better. (laughs) So that's what I'm talking about. You know, a reset activity that fills you up and makes you feel re-energized. Whatever it is for you, this is what you're filling out on your second cue card or wherever you are on your page. Your your top three ideas for the activities that fill your cup and how you're going to make those happen over the next couple weeks. Okay, let's be more realistic. How are you going to fit those in over the next month? Because ideally, you can fit in some self-care time before you dive into the holiday season, but you're also going to need a sprinkling of that during the holiday season. 
Because how much better is your mindset going to be going into the holidays if you manage to block off an hour or two or an evening to do what you need to do to get your head right? Ooh, yoga. I never, how did I talk about self-care activities without mentioning yoga? I feel that's like top of the list, right? Okay. Now on your third cue card or on your page or out loud as you're making a mental note and reflecting on this during your drive, the third question that you're going to answer is who takes care of you? Now for the school staff meeting, what we had specified was who takes care of you in this building. It's great if you have a safe person in your personal life, just kind of like, you know, your person, maybe a friend or a partner that you kind of vent to when things at work are getting really stressful. That's helpful and super healthy to have that person who's kind of outside of the environment. But also, they aren't really easy access throughout the day all the time. And also, they're not there. They don't necessarily 100% get it, if you know what I mean. So if work is an environment that is bringing you lots of stress at this time of year, please think to yourself, who is my safe person in this building? Who can I vent to and unload to when things feel a little chaotic? It's probably not your boss. And it's also probably not the coworker that you vent to and you kind of have a bull session. Is that what it's called? You vent to them anyways, and you walk away from the interaction actually feeling more drained these individuals have mastered the art of being down there with you when something stressful has happened and you're having a hard time. But active listening and empathetic listening and reassurance is more helpful than just complaining with you. Because if a person's going to get you all riled up and tell you, yeah, you should be mad. You have a right. You should sue. Like that's not necessarily productive when the everyday stressors of your job are just going to happen regardless. It's someone who really holds space for you and you just feel better walking away from the conversation. Also, you trust them and they make you laugh or you make them laugh. That's the person I'm talking about in your building. If work isn't the environment that is bringing you your primary sources of stress right now, it's more what's going on in your personal life and all the busyness of that, then that's the environment in which you're going to identify a safe person right now. So that's who you're going to write down on your cue card. And if it's your personal life that is bringing you stress, I would recommend trying to not just think about your partner, because of course you hope that there's someone you go to about everything, but maybe think about a friend who is in a kind of similar phase of life and just tends to take a non-judgmental approach to listening to you, and they just get it. That's who I'm talking about in this environment. Okay, here's the kicker for this third and final question. Don't just write down their name. I also would encourage you to write down 
how and when you're going to reach out to that person. It might be, if it's a work person, it might be an organic time of the day, like, oh, they have downtime at 2.30 after recess, kind of when I do. It kind of always seems to line up that way for a few minutes. So I'm going to reach out to that person um, during that time. If it's at home, it might be sending that text message that you often put off. It might be making that phone call. Well, when are you going to make that phone call? You actually got to block it off in your schedule and act as if this is a commitment that you're making. Why am I being so rigid about this? Again, so many of you listening to this podcast are so conditioned to take care of everyone else around you. It's just kind of your MO. And then when it comes to yourself, you assume that you're a burden and then you hesitate to reach out to others. Well, you need to make yourself accountable to you to take care of yourself. You know you would do it for that friend or that coworker. But these ongoing moments, I'm not saying it has to be anything intense like a two-hour phone call in which you both cry. I'm just saying these little moments that are a reprieve in your day that just bring you a sense of, oh my God, someone in my life is listening and they get it. It is so important for taking care of ourselves. And the reason that we're walking through this exercise today is because this is the time of year where these types of habits tend to fall off. Enter chronic stress, burnout, and compassion fatigue. It gets away from you pretty quickly. Okay, now the last step of this exercise is that you're going to take these cue cards or your paper and slide it into that envelope that I told you about. Seal the envelope and address it to yourself. And now set a reminder for sometime at the end of January or beginning of February to pull out that envelope because you'll have put it in an awesome hiding spot that you kind of forget about it. So you're going to set a reminder on your phone to pull out that envelope and open it and read it. Isn't that just the greatest holiday gift to yourself? It's the gift that keeps on giving. Because right now, you took the opportunity to reflect and think on all of these things you need to do to take care of yourself and set yourself up for success this holiday season. So it's fresh in your mind, and you're likely to take action on one or two of those things over the next month or so. But I know you. I know that the holidays are going to come and go. And you're either going to go back to work or taking care of a household, which is absolutely so stressful in and of itself. You're going to get back to that daily grind and you're going to forget about this podcast episode that you listened to. And you're going to forget all about the reflections and the aha moments that you had. And then we're back to square one, that cycle of chronic stress. And then suddenly your phone reminder goes off at the beginning of February or sometime in the spring. And it tells you to go look at that envelope and you go to this hiding spot that you've allocated and you look at this envelope and you go, that's so weird. That's my writing. Um, Who wrote me a letter that has my writing? 
and you'll open it and you'll be like, oh my God, it's me. Oh my God, these ideas are so good. But you'll also kind of be cursing yourself because you'll be like, ah, I don't have time for any of this. It's so, so stressful. There's so much going on right now. But you'll know that you were right and you'll know that it was helpful last time. Or if you didn't do it during the holiday season, you'll recognize that, okay, three months later, two months later, whatever timeline you choose, now we really need to take it seriously because I didn't last time. So I'm going to try this again. I'm going to take another swing at this. And that is the extent of the exercise. That's it. Nothing super complicated. I know taking care of ourselves shouldn't feel like rocket science, but for so many of you who are constantly putting others before yourself, it kind of is like rocket science. And we all just need these friendly reminders that we're worth it, um, but also who we're doing this for. So before I sign off on this episode, I will let you know the answers to my three questions and what I wrote down on my cue card so that I can prove to you that I am trying to walk the walk and I'm not just telling you that this is a a good idea to take care of yourself. I'm trying to do it alongside you. It's not easy for anyone. The first question is, who is your why? Who is your reason for taking care of yourself? And it's probably obvious by who I spoke about at the beginning of this episode that my reason and my why for taking care of myself is my family. So my partner and my child, I want to be doing what I need to do so that I'm trying to put my best foot forward in those relationships. Of course, we're all human beings and we're going to be more irritable on some days than on others and not going to be able to give it 110%, of course, but I'm trying to do what I need to do to take care of myself so that I can be there for them. Um, The second question is, what fills your cup? I already told you that one of those strategies for me is gratitude practice and my journaling. Another one is actually taking lunch and getting outside for a walk. That completely resets my day, even if it was just 20 minutes and it was minus 30 degrees outside. Taking a bit of my lunch to get outside um, does makes the world of a difference for my mental health. What is the third thing that helps me to recalibrate? Um, that's going to be spending time with my sisters, whether it's with my sisters and their families and our parents or my sisters and their kids. All I know is that when we get together, we laugh a lot and no one else gets the jokes, but we get the jokes. So that's all that matters. And after some time together, I just feel so completely reset and like all is well in the world. Okay. The answer to the third question is who takes care of you in this building? Well, I answered these questions alongside the school team. And so I was specifically thinking about the school social worker in that building. I'm pretty close with her. I think we're friends. I didn't tell her that I named her (laughs) as my person, but I will. I get to see her tomorrow. And she's just a person who I feel like 
gets it and is in a similar phase of life or maybe a little bit ahead of me. And she's a really good listener, but we make each other laugh a lot. And she's my safe person in that building. So that's who I wrote down for question number three. And as for when I am going to be able to connect with her, you know what? I'm going to text her tomorrow. I'm going to walk the walk. Maybe we'll even be in the same school and I'll get to see her and that would be even better. All right. So I hope this guided exercise and this episode were helpful for reminding you that you are worth it. And here's some ideas for how you can take care of yourself over the next little while. They're of course not the only ideas. Some of you have your own amazing self-care systems. Good on you. These are just some ideas. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your attention and know that I'm thinking about you this holiday season and sending good vibes. And I hope that you're able to take some time for yourself so that you don't just survive the holiday, but actually get to enjoy it a little bit. If you have any questions or topics of interest you want me to cover, please email the podcast at schoolpsychpodcast at gmail.com. If you find the podcast helpful, please rate and review wherever you listen so others can find it. Thanks for tuning in and catch you next time on the School Psych Podcast.